The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. In virtual worship, our sanctuary empty, we gather this January Sunday. Let us worship God in spirit and in truth. The liturgy, music, and sermon are offered in the praise of God for our virtual congregation today and later. Our service today includes the sermon recorded this week, late on Thursday afternoon, January 7th, along with music and liturgy from earlier services. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership, ministry, and service in our midst. And as the Spirit moves, when again it is permitted and safe to do so, your presence with us here in worship. Please note on our website, particularly this week, the possibilities for ministry and pastoral support available to you. Although our nave is empty, the music is full. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it.
who at the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan proclaimed him your beloved Son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit, grant that all who are baptized into his name may keep the covenant they have made and boldly confess him as Lord and Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. You are invited during the Kyrie to offer your own prayers of confession. Our age, as much as, and perhaps more than others, hungers for the language of contrition, longs for a spirit of compunction, yearns for a courage of confession. Together we face the darkness of violence, the confusion of greed, the corruption of culture, and so this Sunday morning, we seek the one thing needful in a time of various forms of ruin, a desire for pardon given by the breath of God. Let us pray. beloved, we worship the God of pardon and peace. You know God to be a pardoning God. This is the gospel. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the book of Genesis, 
chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness God called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 29 with the Antiphon.
Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders, the Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare, and in his temple all say, Glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Let us stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark, chapter 1, verses 4 to 11. Glory, Glory to you. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth, Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. 
And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. A voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. There are some weeks when good news seems hard to come by. Late in November 1963, with youth hockey around the corner, and at last some new skates that fit, A lingering pallor covered our town after President Kennedy tragically was shot. There was an evening prayer service, but good news was hard to come by. We are a nation drenched in sorrow, began Jan's dad's, my father-in-law's, rewritten sermon for that Sunday. A decade later, with some of us studying abroad, preparing to teach college Spanish literature, a dream deferred to another lifetime, the war in Vietnam was reportedly ending with helicopters carrying out the remaining soldiers and staff from a rooftop in Saigon. How do you ask a man to be the last to die for a mistake? Aptly asked one then young, now veteran national leader a nation chastened, broken, without bearing or mooring, and little good news to be had. A bit more than a decade later, 1988, a plane down in Lockerbie, but we rehearsed that last Sunday, did we not? Of a Tuesday morning, a bright one, an autumn bright morning, September 2001, Some of us headed out for work, wondering what we had just seen, or what was it that we had just seen in the skies above the towers above the city that never sleeps. Little sleep and very little good news there was in that week of 9-11. The evenings were given over to community worship, and on Friday the churches come 11 a.m. were packed The dangling chads of Broward County the year before were well forgotten. On this very avenue in April of 2013, with the blasts of Beacon Street still reverberating in mind and memory, every evening that week brought, right here in the nave of Marsh Chapel, some manner of worship service and gathering for healing and help, none of it fully adequate, all of it offered to God and neighbor on behalf of a better future day, days and weeks when there would be more news of a better sort, a promissory note within the notes of grief and loss. Early November 2016 brought another set of days, a week, weeks, let us say, of confusion and despair regarding that fall's election. In hindsight, we see a bit better why. What many meant by choices in 2016 was not the meaning of those choices. What one meant was not and is not what it means. What you meant is not what it means. What it means is found not in intention, but in consequence. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. We all can attest to that, 
from our own experience and our own behavior. It was hard to scare up much good news that late autumn. There are some weeks when good news seems hard to come by, and this week is one such. Yet these serial reminders of dark days past are meant, as you rightly surmise, to recall that we did make it through them, and we will get through this, too. We did make it through them, and we will get through this, too. Not unscathed and hopefully not unchanged, but together we will make it through. Coming into this week already, we faced challenges aplenty, a climate reeling out of control, a pandemic claiming 350,000 lives, a political culture, a culture-cooked politics, for politics is ever downstream from culture, putting people at daggers drawn, a community of communities seeing in full, for the first full time it may be, the ravages and damages of racial bias, hatred, and prejudice, and pain, the pain of every day. And now, this week, on top of all other, this Thursday morning's blaring headline, Trump incites mob. Four dead, not in Ohio this time, but in the nation's capital city and inside the nation's capital building. Insurrection with presidential incitement. What one wonders about what will have become of the party of Lincoln. January 6th, 2021, this week, for the rest of history, for the rest of our lives, we shall have to live with and attempt by faith to live down, both to live with and to live down, such utter calumny such tragic, needless, heedless, yet revelatory disaster. It is an apocalyptic, a revelatory moment, hundreds wrecking the Capitol with hardly a single arrest to date, encouraged by a wantonly graceless leader and with six senators, six senators, Cruz, Hawley, Hydesmith, Marshall, Kennedy, Tuberville, and much other congressional cattle, see Jonah 4:11. For while this sermon is being recorded Thursday late afternoon, January 7, 2021, we cannot be at all sure what further difficulty and distress may visit us in this current week of scarce good news by Sunday when the sermon is heard, January 10th. 2021. One said, this is like 9-11, except we did this to ourselves. But at some preconscious level, somewhere down in the declivities of the country's psyche, we had a sense that this was coming. We did not want to admit it. We hoped against hope to be wrong in that permission, premonition. We hoped to whistle past the graveyard for another few days. 
yet we remembered dimly our upbringing. Don't play with fire if you don't want to get burned. We have had four years of warning, advisement, signs along the pathway of this premonition. So we are not surprised and have no reason to be. It has been as plain as the nose on your face, even as plain as the nose on my face, at least since Charlottesville. It is no wonder, no surprise, that the 25th Amendment remedy is now rightly and wisely under full consideration, for a lot can happen in two weeks. So the Community of Faith gathers come Sunday, January 10th, 2021, to listen, pray, and prepare. You have come this morning by radio or internet to listen, pray, and prepare, and to wonder just what is the gospel, the good news for this Lord's day. With you, I weep for my country and its people. More so, I pray for my own people, my own congregation, our own university, our listenership, you and your loved ones near or far or very far away. It must be admitted that there are some weeks when good news seems pretty hard to come by, and this is one. Still, the preacher's role is to announce the gospel in interpretation of and accord with the scriptures. Scripture gives us the chance for the long view. Scripture gives us a deep grounding with heaven a little higher and earth a little wider. Thank goodness we have the Holy Scripture to which to turn, from which to learn, with which to listen, pray, and prepare. So silver and gold have I none, but that which I have I give thee, Acts 3, 6. Listen, pray, prepare. Listen. The Gospel of Mark was written for listening. It emerged over long time with the earliest Christians reciting and recalling their Lord, his love, and their shared shaping by that love in faith, beginning in baptism. They listened morning and evening, Sunday by Sunday, and over time, in direct response to weeks both empty and full, they began to write down for future generations what they had heard. Today, we have such an account, that of Jesus baptized. Today, we have such a lesson, the hearing of a voice. Today, we start again into an unknown future within earshot of that same divine voice, this is my beloved. For all our failure, for, for all manner of sin and death and meaninglessness, for all that is wrong, and there is much, especially just now, there is a voice ringing out and calling to us, a voice from heaven, a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. Yes, this is a scandalous particularity to name one the beloved, to call out one with intimacy with you, to identify one baptized in the Jordan, with thee I am well pleased. Yet for generations, women and men have found this particularity strikingly universal and lastingly, eternally real. 
especially in weeks when good news is scarce. And in our time, into dimensions of common ground that may cause us work and make us uncertain, we will want to learn to listen and listen again. Listen, listen, listen. Pray. What a tremendous spiritual gift is our Psalter. Remember Samuel Terrian teaching us, here are 700 years of Psalms, 1,000 to 400 BCE. For the psalmists, Yahweh's presence was not only made manifest in Zion, it reached men and women over the entire earth. The sense of Yahweh's presence survived the annihilation of the temple and the fall of the state, 587 BCE. Elusive, but real. It feared no geographical uprooting and no historical disruption. Having faced the void in history and in their personal lives, they knew the absence of God even within the temple. The inwardness of their spirituality, bred by the temple, rendered the temple superfluous. In other words, they knew how to live through and out through godless weeks. Our psalm today, Psalm 29, ancient and redolent with glory, recalls for us how to pray. From your youth you have known adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, the ACTS acts forms of prayer, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. One is a word for glory, echoing the glory of God that thunders, glorify God and enjoy him forever, a word of glory. One is a word of contrition, by which we begin every service at Marsh Chapel. Prayer is not only a matter of individual or even personal attention, a certain sitting silent before God. Prayer is also the voice, the responsive voice of the people of God, echoing in antiphonal chorus the call, the bowing before glory. Glory! All have sinned, all have fallen short of that primordial glory, all a prayer of contrition. One is a word of gratitude. In such a week as this, it may simply be a prayer of gratitude that things are not yet any worse. A piercing memory of an 87-year-old woman who had hidden and been hidden from the Nazis as a child evoked this the other day. She wrote, during the war, we didn't know if we would make a day. I didn't have any freedom. I couldn't speak loudly. I couldn't laugh. I couldn't cry. But now I can feel freedom. I stand by the window and look out. The first thing I do in the morning is look out and see the world. I am alive. I have food. I go out. I go for walks. I do some shopping. And I remember no one wants to kill me. So still, I read, I cook a little bit, I shop a little bit, I learn the computer, I do puzzles. Toby Levy. A word of gratitude. One is a word of longing, desire, incantation, supplication. Dear God, guide us through these murky moments. 
like those we have known in the past, let us pray and let our learning now make us stronger later. Let our learning now make us stronger later. A word of supplication. Prayer takes some set aside time, some quiet, some intentional focus. Pray, pray, pray. Prepare. The whole of scripture begins with the divine preparation in creation and in speech. Let there be, and what might that be, let there be? Light. Watch for the rays of light in the dark. Watch for the rays of light in the dark. Wednesday morning, before all, well, chaos broke loose, a newly elected senator from Georgia was interviewed. He was raised in public housing, one of 12 children. Whatever the day, his dad had them all up before dawn. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning, he was reminded. Yes, but that's the thing about the morning, he responded. It begins in the full dark. It begins at dawn, before daybreak. Senator Warnock learned to prepare, shining his shoes every morning before daylight, to get ready, to be ready. His parents gave him the gift of faith before daybreak. So, light. Watch for the coming rays of light. Nor does light shine only in the heart, but also even more so in the heart of the community. Individuals need to prepare, but so do communities as well. Senator Warnock went to Morehouse College, where his dean, dean of the chapel, the Reverend Dr. Lawrence Carter, who has preached three times in the last three years from this Marsh pulpit, greeted him. Now, Senator Warnock went on to earn a PhD from Union Theological Seminary in the city of New York. I believe I have heard of the school and has since been in the pulpit of historic Ebenezer Church Atlanta for many years. But Dean Carter reminded me in conversation Wednesday morning that when his parents dropped him off at Morehouse, Raphael Warnock had not a dime to his name. His parents could give him only what they had, their powerful, limitless, ceaseless love, pride, and belief in him. Their powerful, limitless, ceaseless love, pride, and belief in him. Not much? Well, it seems to have been enough, just enough. That's the thing about the morning. It begins in the dark, in preparation, awaiting the word, let there be light. Prepare, prepare, prepare. People of God, listen, pray, prepare, and hear again the gospel. A voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Amen.
as we come to a time in our service to lift our prayers to God as individuals and as a community, I invite you to assume an attitude and posture for prayer, whether remaining seated, standing, or coming to kneel at the altar rail. As our choir leads us in our call to prayer, lead me, Lord. Father of mankind, forgive our foolish ways. Reclothe us in our rightful mind, and purer lives thy service find in deeper reverence, praise. We call on you, God, this morning in need of your forgiveness. Sometimes we lose ourselves in ourselves and fall into hate, violence, selfishness, lust, pride, anger, greed, inaction, and despair. O merciful one, we ask for the grace to find ourselves in you. In simple trust, like theirs who heard, beside the Syrian sea, the gracious calling of the Lord, let us, like them, without a word, Rise up and follow thee. We call on you, Jesus, this morning in need of your courage. Sometimes we think we hear your call, but in the din of life, with the pressures from work, school, family, and society, we hesitate to respond. O God, our sure foundation, guide us along the path that you ask us to walk. O Sabbath rest by Galilee, O calm of hills above, where Jesus knelt to share with thee the silence of eternity interpreted by love. We call on you, Holy Spirit, this morning in need of your renewal. We are tired, tired of being tired, in need of rest, pause, space, and breath. In an overworked and overwrought culture, it is so difficult to find quiet. O Comforter, still our hearts and minds so that we may find a few moments of silence to meditate on your eternity. Drop thy still dews of quietness till all our strivings cease. 
Take from our souls the strain and stress, and let our ordered lives confess the beauty of thy peace. Author of peace, may our lives be a testimony to your desire that your peace, which passes human understanding, be written upon all human hearts. Breathe through the heats of our desire, thy coolness and thy balm. Let sense be dumb, let flesh retire. Speak through the earthquake, wind, and fire. O still, small voice of calm. Holy Spirit, we call upon you this morning in need of your voice. We bring to the altar our own needs and desires, the illnesses, losses, griefs which weigh upon us, the hopes, joys, and expectations that buoy us, and all those unspoken prayers that spring from our hearts. Breath of life, as we lay these things before you, speak to us in that still, small voice. And God, when our own hymns and our own words run dry, we are so grateful that your Son has given us words with which we can pray to you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
God of all creation, all you have made is good and your love endures forever. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, support us all the day long of this troublous life until the shadows lengthen, the evening comes, the busy world is hushed, the fever of life is over, and our work is done. Then in thy mercy grant us a safe rest, a happy lodging, and peace at the last. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 